Shut up and sit down. Welcome to the Health and Wealth Podcast with your hosts, Tim and Carter. What's trending in Richards? Carter Wilcoxie, founder of CSI Financial Group here with my co-host and former wealth advisor, Tim James, founder of chemicalfreebody.com and your new health advisor. This is the show where we reveal the connection between physical and financial abundance. Hey, welcome back in Richards. Carter Wilcoxon here with my fantastic Truth, Freedom, Health, chemical-free body himself, Mr. Tim James. Tim James, how are you, my man? I'm doing well, Carter. Doing well. Except for this technical difficulty stuff. So it's one thing, you know, you go out there and you you build your business and you do a good job for your clients. You do everything you can. But sometimes you have this tech thing you have to deal with. Computers crashing. Um, systems not working. It can be frustrating, but it's you don't want to let that stress you out because that's going to lower your immune system and it's not going to make you a happy camper. And then when you get home to your family, you're going to be grumpy. We don't want to do that. We want to stay happy. So when that kind of stuff happens, like it's happening to me today, just take a big breath and understand that at least you have some problems that you can fix. You'll get through it. And, um, you know, from an engineering standpoint, we, we welcome problems because then you have chances to make things better and make a better client experience. So all problems are just uh, gifts. It all depends or it just depends on how you look at them, right? Well, you know, I, I love that you just got through saying that because, you know, in my almost 20 years in the financial services business, um, I don't know how many times I'll have an advisor or, or maybe it's admin come to me. Hey, Carter, I got bad news. I'm like, no, 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 no. You just have news. It's not, it's you determine if it's good or bad. It's new, right? How you do it. How you so, take it. Yeah, I, I, I love that approach. So, um, you know, Enrichers, we are super excited today is a, um, it's a watershed moment. It's, it's a, it's a first of its kind. We have our very first podcast guest from north of the border Coming all the way in from Ontario, mm-hmm. uh, Kim Skirmer of the Approach Coaching Method. Mm-hmm. Kim, how are you doing today? I'm doing amazing. If I was any better, I'd be Tim. Wow. <laughs> I like her. <laughs> and, and and a comment on your tech stuff. There's a, there's a, a thought that I always keep, and, and it's um, things are not falling apart. They're falling into place. Mm, very mm-hmm. nice. There you go. There you go. We're going to be all philosophical. Oh, it's going to happen today. We're going to drop them all day long. <laughs> oh, I, I love it. I love it. So, uh, well, hey, let's go ahead and, the, you know, the enrichers, what they really love to hear when we get started uh, with, uh, with our new podcast is the guest backstory. So, Kim, do us a favor. You've been in the financial services now for a few decades yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, let's go back, though, and I don't know how far that is, if you had an influencer, if uh, something happened in your life that brought you into the financial services industry, you know, but let, go ahead and, and, and share with our, our audience today, what was it that brought you into this field? Mm. Wow. Um, so going back 23 years, <clears throat> that's, that's my time uh, in, in the financial services industry. And um, I find it really interesting. No one that's in the industry really, or not no one, majority of us never really sought out to be in the industry. Um, it, 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 I find it so interesting. So I fell into it. So I used to be a chef and I used to be a tour guide. That was my world. And um, a long time ago, I was sitting at my desk, New Year's Eve, young and happy. And uh, all my friends are out partying and I'm trying to book 82 people to a, a tour trip, a golf trip to Bali. 
And uh, yeah, 23 years ago, trying to book a whole bunch of people to Bali, figuring it out. My friends are having a good time. And I just had it. I just hit the button. So, you know, those pink message pads back in the day of you have a new message. So I grabbed one of those pink message pads. I tape it to my boss's computer and I just said, I quit, you know, kind of a bit of a note. I uh, grabbed my keys, packed my stuff up. I locked the door. I put my keys through the mailbox and, uh, and I sat there and said, oh shit, what am I going to do now? <laughs> and uh, so the next couple of days, my girlfriends give me a call and says, when you grow up, you know, while you're trying to figure out what you're going to do, um, why don't you just come answer phones? And answering the phones was at an investment firm. So I started in the industry as the happy greeter coffee girl. And uh, for 20 bucks an hour, I answered the phones. And back then, that was some pretty good money. Wow. And uh, within, uh, within a couple of weeks, I was starting to run the back trade desk and kind of helping out that way. And, and I just climbed from there. So, yeah, I came into the financial. It was absolutely, completely luck how, how I entered in. And, and it was just, um, you know, again, I wasn't uh, falling apart. They were falling into place because here I am 23 years later. Yeah. So, um, so let's talk a little bit more about, so the investment firm, and obviously this is all happening in Canada. Is that correct? It is. It is. Yes. So, so your, your whole financial services world and, and I, because you're a dually as we were talking about pre-show. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Um, Canadian and American, right? Yeah. Yeah. Canadian born uh, American mom. My parents were kind of the, the all American dream. That's how they gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So um, this investment company that you're working at, it's, you know, they're dealing in securities and everything. And I'm assuming we say $20, I'm assuming $20 Canadian. Yeah. Not us. That'd be like $47. Come on. Yeah. Right. So I, I mean, I was, I was just curious. <laughs> um, but so you end up in this investment industry and we know that insurance and investments typically almost collide, right? Or philosophically, they're a little bit different whenever it comes to, you know, risk versus uh, your, or what type of risk you're, you're really looking at, you know, and reward. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, how did you end up going from the investment company to get into the insurance world then? Yeah. And it was, and it came down to pace. It really comes down to pace, right? You know, the, the money side's fast. It's quick. It, it definitely is quick. Um, the insurance side is is different. So, you know, as I'm working at this company and there's advisors within there and I'm supporting them and and actually this advisor to this day still holds my investments to this day. I haven't moved them from him. Wow. Uh, I love the guy. He's a great guy. And um, I started sitting in in some of his meetings and, and he was a full planner, full financial planner. So, you know, going through the whole process and it came to the insurance review. And I'm, and I'm listening to this conversation and I'm listening to how he's putting people through this path and this regiment. And I'm going, this is awesome. Like, this is incredible. Um, and I loved it so much. And, and it actually took me back to a pain point back when I was a travel agent. So back when I was a travel agent, and if you kind of look at my Instagram, I tell a story on how I felt I was failed by a financial advisor. So our group benefits advisor came in and introduced us to this wonderful, amazing new product called Critical Illness. And he sold me. He sold me, completely tried to sell me. So here I am, 20-something years old, right? And there's this older, you know, male, pale, and stale. Sorry, guys, but you know what I mean? Uh. This, this, we call them PMSs if you ever want to know. But anyways, that's what PMS <laughs> actually stands for is pale, male, and stale. But anyways, <laughs> out. But, you know, so this guy's selling this 20-year-old girl, you know, this policy. And I'll never forget the amount. It was $21.03 a month for me to have $75,000 worth of critical illness insurance. And uh, I really told him to buzz off, you know, thanks, but no thanks, very, really politely. There was a bad conversation going on in my head, you know, all these 
words. And I'm, I'm not lying at all. Three months later, I get diagnosed with a critical illness. And it was so funny when he told me that number of $21 and three cents, all I could think about is that's my weekend party money. You know, that's a case of beer. Like, you know, come on. Like, you know, I, I didn't see the need, right. He didn't speak to me. And, and I, I never forget. So when I kind of fast forward, you know, going through that whole process of when I got diagnosed with the critical illness and all the stuff I went through, lost my friends, lost my independence, you know, felt so much shame, you know, all these things. And I felt, I know part of it's my responsibility for sure, but I felt failed by the advisor. So, you know, fast forward when I'm sitting with this advisor in his, you know, in, in his meeting with his clients when they're, you know, it's RSP season and he was brilliant. And he also, re you know, reviewed the insurance. And I'm listening to him how he was speaking to his clients and having that conversation. I'm going, this is it. This is gold. This truly is gold. He's asking really good questions and he's just listening. And everything that he came back to is just connecting back to them, connecting back to their world, connecting back to their message, connecting back to all those things. And that's when at that moment I fell in love with insurance. <clears throat> wow. So, um, so now is that, is that advisor that you are talking about, you know, this, this gold that you referenced, is that the advisor that you still have your money with? Or is that a completely different advisor? Yep. Still have my same, money with. Okay. same guy, same guy. Okay. Um, so what is it that got you into um, the carrier world is what I'm really <laughs> curious about. And then, and then of course, you know what it is that we're doing, you know, at Epic and, you know, with CSI and everything with our legacy stories and our estate planning platform and, and all of that stuff. And, and how does that kind of sort of tie into your belief and your uh, philosophy on around your love for insurance, if you will. Yeah. Um, saw an ad in the paper, good old ad in the paper. So, you know, I was at this firm, um, Berkshire for a couple of years now, and it's getting kind of bored and kind of grown out of my role. Right. Uh, I've always, I've always prospered very quickly and very fast. And when that does happen, when we are high achievers, we get bored very quickly. Right. So we have to find something to do. So I saw an ad to be a marketing specialist for Manulife Financial. So saw this ad, I'm going, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. I like this world. There's so much potential and there's so much diversity in the financial services industry. We'll give it a try. So uh, went and applied and got hired. So that was really interesting. So I, I became, I don't know, I felt like, how do you say, you know, when you get your first really big job, like mm -hmm. that was my, that was my first big job. I've arrived. I'm here. I'm here. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and I, you know, I spent my whole whopping $75 at Susie Shear and made that outfit look amazing. And, you know, it's just that, that whole thing when you just feel special and important downtown Edmonton, one of, you know, in one of the towers, you know, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I entered into the industry as a marketing special specialist, uh, Manulife Financial, which is John Hancock in the U S of course. And uh, and my role was to be a marketing specialist within the life insurance independent advisory channel. So, you know, different terms, different quotes, but it was the captive channel, right? The direct channel. So the advisor didn't have an IMO or a managing agency that was in between. It was direct. So that's where I kind of came in. And that's where I started on the carrier side. And that was that was an amazing experience in itself. That really, really was really. Was. So so you start there as a marketing specialist. And you work your way up through the company. Is that right? I if did. I, I did. Upon... Yeah. I was with Manulife eight, nine years and, um, you know, got promoted five, six times. I got promoted a lot. And uh, I used to giggle. And uh, that seems to be, you know, my thing is I go with the company and I, I climb. I, I climb. 
And uh, I'm either really good at what I do or they have no goddamn clue where to put me, one of the two, right? It's, it's either or, but, you know, I climbed. And, um, you know, spending my time there, I went through marketing specialists, went to a marketing consultant. You know, I worked with the direct advisors. I worked on the affinity market side, which is health and dental and benefits, uh, the investment side, the insurance side. It was, I had such amazing breadth of exposure and experience when I was at Manulife and worked with incredible people, like incredible people. Yeah. And you would do, so you did quite a bit of traveling, right? I mean, you would travel mm-hmm. to the United States and you would do things and rubbing elbows with a whole bunch yeah. of yeah. different advisors. So, you know, from your perspective, like, are the advisors, you know, about the same mm-hmm. in Canada and the United States? I mean, <laughs> what is kind of sort of the, the different makeup, you know, when you're, maybe you're going to Vegas for some Manulife thing and I'm making this up. I don't know if you <laughs> But that's where, you know, back in the day where people like yeah. to have conventions, insurance carriers. So so yeah. what what is the, you know, the the makeup between a, an, an advisor in Canada compared to an advisor in the States? Oh, wow. You got me in the hot seat, man. You have me in the hot seat on that one because <laughs> we're all the same and you're all wonderful and equal in my eyes. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, there, There is a difference. And and my travel really started happening when um, I left Manulife. So there was a. There was actually a really critical moment that happened between me leaving Manulife and going to Transamerica. And so kind of telling a bit of that backstory is probably important. Um, what, what happened in my world and, and why I was so successful at Manulife was I've always had a coaching approach. And, and we all know how important that is. And, you know, there's, there's, there's wholesalers that come in and, and do things and, you know, just the way they go. But I was always successful because I coached. I absolutely coached. So, you know, during my, my career at Manulife, at the end, I was uh, the, the manager for Finney Markets and, and my mom got diagnosed with, uh, with uh, pancreatic cancer. And um, that was a big awakening. You know, my mom is my best friend. I don't even want to say was. She's still here and I still talk to her and all that kind of stuff. And she's here and she's far more who I was today. But, you know, my mom was a high achiever. And, and it was kind of funny when, when Tim started talking about what stress does to the body and all those mm-hmm. things. She was such a high achiever. You know, she was billing herself out at $1,250 an hour as a consultant, you know, so she was, you know, doing really, really well. And uh, so anyway, she got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and I got the call. I just got back from a conference and got the call and it was get to the hospital, bring your sister, brother, don't come here alone. Um, You know, your mom's, your mom's not well. And I go in and she, you know, they tell us the news and coming from our industry, you know exactly how long someone has when uh, that diagnosis happens or diagnosis happens that was nine years ago and so i uh, called my boss and i just said i know i've got stuff to do and reports to do and and uh you and i need to talk about a couple of things but uh you know my mom just got diagnosed terminal and it wasn't and it wasn't that he was cold but he was kind of cold and that kind of shook me a little bit right so anyways i went on stress leave i stayed by my mom's side and um, didn't leave her side the whole entire time until the day she passed. And it was actually the day she passed was the day I decided to go home and take a shower and have a quick nap in my bed. And that was the day she she said goodbye. And uh, so when that happened and when you lose that pillar in your life, right, and, and um, you know, left my fiance at the same time, too. I had all this kind of things. I'm paddling with teams that are trying to be part of Team Canada, too, in my sports and athletics life. And I'm coaching all these teams and doing all this stuff. I'm you know, anyways, when my mom passed and a couple of weeks afterwards, I just said, I need to change and I need to run away. And, and maybe it's not healthy. Maybe it is. But I think and there's a moment where we all need to pack our shit up and run away. And, um, you know, people started finding out in the industry that I was a free agent now. And, uh, and I got this call and uh, I ended up going to go work for Transamerica Life. 
and it was all the way to Toronto. And so everyone out West, so in Canada, the West and the East don't like each other. <laughs> and uh, there's always this fight. They call Toronto Centre of the Universe, and there's a reason why it's called it. There's some pretty cool stuff here, actually. But I made the, made the move, and I went there, and, and I took the job at Transamerica because it was all about the things I believed in, and it was starting that whole path in doing a coaching advisor and development program called Converges. And I was going to be one of the pioneers. I got to help build this program, and I'm going, that's it. You know what? My mom's not here anymore. I'm, I'm not getting married anymore. I'm, I'm exhausted. I, I, I don't know if I can, you know, I don't know if I want to train this way anymore, what I want to do. So, you know, packed my shit up and went to Toronto. So with that whole part and coming into that management system and, and that we started becoming really entrained or entrenched into companies like um, Trustworthy Selling, Hoopa's Performance Network. Um, I would go to the Gamma and the Lamb conference all the time. So that's really when I started getting exposed to Canadian advisors versus U.S. advisors. And there is Canada. I love you so much. I really do. And there's there's different approaches than different people. But you can tell you can tell who was an American advisor and who was Canadian. And there's just a way they carry themselves. There's there's more of there's more of a chosen path of, of becoming a financial advisor legacy, you know, um, succession planning within the family coming up through, you can tell it, it just seems to be more point of mind. You know, the suits are sharp, the, the ties are on, you know, and Canadian has, has this more of a relaxed kind of welcoming hug approach, but it, it's, it's very interesting. And my company's only five months old um, and I'm doing very well. And the majority of my clients, even though I'm very well known in Canada, majority of my clients are American. So that says a lot to me. That's interesting to me. Well, you know, that that's interesting to me um, because, you know, is it because they're, they understand they need to invest in coaching or is it that Canadians are like, I'm, I don't need that because I already know everything. I, I'm trying to get a feel for, <laughs> you know, what it is. Cause, cause I know that the, the enlightened advisors that we work with, they understand they need to invest in their practice and always try to get better. So is that why you're saying you get more of those American advisors because they recognize that they need to do that type of stuff? It's, it's, you know, let's look at sheer numbers, number one, too, right? The population of Canada versus U.S. Sure. You know, sheer numbers, it's, it's, it's incredible, the difference there, too. But there's, um, there's an interesting culture, and, and, and it's, you know, when I, when I was, you know, ending up at the, at the end, I was the general manager of, of, of Convergis, you know, of Avari for Eastern Canada or for Ontario. And it was really interesting. Like we helped them. We, we are, our, our value proposition or our value add was we're taking you right through coaching. We're giving you this, we're giving you that. We're going to hug you and build the fence around you as much as we can. Now, sometimes when something is given for free, you know, it's not respected or appreciated as much. Right. Um, you're right when you when you start looking at the U.S. culture and kind of how it looks and 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 there's a lot of general agencies and you know firms there's there's kind of not a captive culture but there there's there's that culture there, and it really is ingrained right from the beginning of a business a business mindset. There's more of a business mindset. There's more of a practice mindset that I see and that I've exposed to Canada. So that's kind of the difference. So with that business mindset. I'm starting to see a lot more welcoming of, of, of coaching and investing back into your practice. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's right from when you're kids too. sports, athletics, all that kind of stuff. It's so associated to it. gets. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I know we're coming up on a, on a break because I, I can see my co-host Tim James 
<laughs> given the sign. Just about ready to break in here about that. <laughs> I, I love it. Oh, you're you're too crickets. Good. But I but I do but I know I I definitely want to uh, you know go back to some of the athletics and things that you were doing because you mentioned something about paddling or something so I want mm-hmm. to you know, dig a little bit deeper about that and everything so Tim James is it true do you have any questions that you have for Kim or are you going to take us to a well break? let's just get to the next round and then we'll do it because uh, since we're at break time mm-hmm. okay let's do that but uh, I very much enjoy it. you're a go getter. I am there and getting stuff done. And, mm-hmm. um, um, I think that, uh, you know, there's a lot, uh, advisors can have to learn, you know, the, the, I'll just talk about my coaching. Like I'm a health coach. And even when I was, um, a, a financial advisor, I, we had coaches when I was a mortgage professional, I hired a coach and I remember what happened. So for the advisors out there or anybody that's in, you know, commission sales or whatever, um, or anything. It doesn't really matter, right? The best athletes have coaches. Period. Like, you know, if you're a baseball player, you know, Tony Gwynn had a hitting coach. They have you many know, different types of coaches. Uh, the best golfers have Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods has had many. Tiger. Right? Because even though this A-type personalities, as you put it earlier, Kim, you know, we're really good on a lot of things, but we're still human beings, mm-hmm. and we tend to – drift at times and the coaches can help us get back on path. So when you hire a coach, it's kind of great because they, they help you achieve what you want. I mean, that's, that's basically what it is. You have a third baseman, you have this this support uh, system in place, helping you to get where you want to go. And probably the most important thing is the accountability, Mm -hmm. accountability. Look at the military, people going to the military and all of a sudden their hair's cut, they're in shape. And then when they, you know, they get out, some of them stay that way, but some are like, geez, you know, and they just kind of let themselves go. And a lot of it, uh, let's give our military a lot of, uh, I I would say a lot of, um, we'll give them a pass because of all the anthrax shots and the burning trash and all the stuff they had to go through. And the military training itself is what's causing a lot of the issues today. So maybe not the best example, but the point is, is that when there's accountability, Human beings can perform at levels they can't even imagine, right? Mm-hmm. Just knowing that my coach is going to, I'm going to talk to him or her in a week or two, I get stuff done. And then guess who benefits from it? Me. <laughs> I benefit from it. So I remember this um, uh, when I was a mortgage professional, I was really good. Okay. I never missed a closing. And if a closing had ever missed, it was, everybody knew what was going on. It was like an oil tank inspection failed and there was some delays because they had to clean that up and put a new oil tank in or whatever. Right. So this was pre me being a financial advisor. I did that for about nine, 10 years as a mortgage professional. So I like prided myself. I'm like, I don't miss closings. And that's why I want, and that's why people would come to me like, uh, Tim will get it done and he'll get me paid. That was the whole point. So all of a sudden, like I had great relationships with my real estate agents. So guys, pay attention to this. Mm-hmm. If you're a financial advisor, real estate agent, mortgage professional, anyway, because it doesn't matter how good your relationships are. Somebody else is always knocking on the other door and they're trying 10 ways to Sunday to get in and get that business. Right. So this other lady who wasn't, you know, in my opinion, near as good as me as a, a mortgage professional um, I wouldn't have found out about this. My One of my top real estate agents, and he had two or three underneath him that were working really good, and I, I had all their business. They gave me everything. One of the account reps for one of the uh, banks where I was placing loans came up to me 
and she was going to going through her list of stuff. And I said, how many do I have any other loans with you? And she's like, uh, she's like, oh, the Knights. And um, I'm like, the Knights. I'm like, what do you mean? Um, I don't have them on my sheet. They're not in the system. They were doing the loan with somebody else. Hmm. And I called up John immediately. I'm like, dude, what's going on? Why are they? Why, why, the Knights were uh, grillers working on his team. Why? why are, oh, he's like, oh, yeah, Tim. He's like, because I found out like just by, uh, you know, osmosis, just hustling, doing my thing randomly. And I said, what's going on? He's like, well, there's this gal and, you know, she's part of this coaching group, this high elite coaching group. She joined this coaching company and they have all this great stuff. And she comes in every week and she's helping us. <laughs> our P&Ls and she's helping us with our lead trackers and our personal budget and doing all this stuff. And we felt bad because she's been helping us for three months and she's gotten zero business because we do business with you. So we, um, the nights were, we were building like a little flipper or something like that. And we just had, we just flipped her the bit, the, the loan for this, this house that they were flipping so she could get paid and get a little bit of money. And he's like, dude, you should check in this coaching company. I think you would dig it. And I'm like, give me the name. So I wanted to know what the hell this coaching company had done to pierce my relationship. Yep. Like, I couldn't believe it. Like, this, the owner of the company is like a really good friend of mine. Like, we partied together. Like, it was mm -hmm. like, we'd done some crazy shit together, you know? So how, and then these guys were buddies of mine. I was out on the subdivisions on the weekends with them, you know? And so I called up and I went right to the owner of the company. It was Rick Ruby. I'll give these guys a shout out at the core training. They train high-end real estate agents and uh, mortgage professionals. And I got put on the phone with, with Rick and he said, well, typically we just don't, you know, we just don't hire anybody. You have to, you know, you have to make $125,000 a year as a mortgage professional or as a real estate agent, you'd be closing at least four deals a month. Otherwise we don't want to work with you. We take good people and make them great. We don't like helping you get to good. That's not our sweet spot. And at the time, you know, this was like 2006. It was $2,000 a month to coach with these guys. So it wasn't cheap. Now they're like 3000 or something. And they have other programs all the way down so at different levels, which is awesome. So anyway, I call Rick up and I'm talking to him. And he's like, look, what you should do is just come to one of our retreats. And this is like June, like June. And he's like, um, come in November, check it out. And if you like it, you know, I goes, I looked at your form, you're, you're, you're definitely qualify income wise, but, and I like it that you're a past athlete. Cause I do really well with athletes cause they just do what they're told. Mm. I was like, Oh, okay. And I'm like, yeah, um, I don't want to wait for this retreat. Just sign me up. Let's go. And he's like, uh, you know, he, and he's a, I mean, he's a hard nosed business guy. He was a mortgage professional himself. He's running this big organization. He's like, he's like, well, yeah, I guess, you know, we could bring you in, you know, he goes, um, but what the hell do I know? You know, just, you know, basically just made me feel stupid because he knows what he was talking about. He goes, Hey, we'll sign you up when you can start paying. But he goes, you know, I, I don't listen to me. I've only been doing this for 20 years. Yeah. I'll take your money fool. I'll take your money. So I was like, okay. And I thought about it and I'm like, okay, screw it. I just signed up. Like he said, I went to the freaking deal. I went through the process and then I ended up signing up for the core training and I got that training. And from that training, I ended up coaching my real estate agents, mm. the Knights as well. They all of a sudden now I'm coaching them doing that thing. And I was charging like $299 a month. Uh, well, I didn't do it at first. I coached, I coached my real estate agents for free on those four forms, right? And it worked out really great, but they wouldn't show up for coaching. Mm. So I called my coach that I paid for and I said, dude, they're not showing up. He's like, well, what are you charging them? And I said, mm -hmm. I'm not charging them anything. He goes, well, there's your problem. <laughs> 
He's like, people don't pay for nothing. They won't show up. They don't appreciate it. He goes, just charge them a nominal fee. Just charge them like $299 a month. And he goes, they'll show up. So I did. I started charging $299 a month. And all of a sudden, the people were kind of on the fence. We're like, what? And they just signed up. I had 15 real estate agents that I would coach in my office in groups of three. And guess what? I got to go over their lead trackers. I, I got I got all the business. I got all the business. So and that coaching company helped me hire my first assistant back in the day when I was scared to do it. And now I can't even imagine not having an assistant. Like mm. you've got to get to a point where you can have an assistant to leverage your time. I I I, I need two of them right now. I, I'm gonna hire another one. So the whole point is is that that coaching company helped me. Their whole motto was double your income, double your time off. It's not about it's about the business being um, uh, a tool to support your personal life, not your personal life supporting the business. We go to work so that we can really enjoy um, our personal life. That's what it's all about. So it worked. I did. I doubled my income. I doubled my time off. I started taking off Friday, half a day on Friday, then a full day, and then I was on half a day on Thursday, and I was working on getting off a Thursday, and then I switched into uh, financial advising. I was, guys, I was almost down to three days a week, and you know we were doing you know, half a million dollars in, in, in for me, personal income, uh, which was at the time I thought was pretty darn good. Um, and that was because I had a coach. Mm-hmm. So I always recommend coaching and everything. If you, you should have a health coach, you should have a life coach, you should have a business coach, professional coach, get a coach. Um, if you're going to go snowboarding for the first time, don't go with your buddies. They'll put you on a black diamond <laughs> run and you'll face all the way down. And Hold so my beer. Do it again. Like, get, a, get an instructor. Go to the bunny slopes and yeah. have them slowly walk you back and forth. Build the foundation. Um, another example is like I so I'll self teach myself guitar, and I've been doing that for a mm-hmm. year and a half or so, two years. I hired an instructor, and now my learning curve is just like cool. off the charts. Like I'm like ten times the guitar player in the last nine months that I was. And my, my curve is accelerating. The stuff I can play now, I can't even believe I'm doing it. So I guess I'm a little um, um, uh, pro coach. <laughs> you better be. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, you see the benefits. You've seen the yeah, benefits. So with that, we're going to take a break. And we get back, we'll chat with more, more with Kim on everything awesome that she's got going on in her personal and business life. We'll be right back. Estate planning. What does that even mean? When the inevitable happens for everyone on this planet, your estate plan kicks into action. But first, let's start with what an estate is. An estate is simply everything you own. Now, here's the issue and what needs to be understood when this event occurs. You only have two choices on this plan. Number one, either you plan how your estate gets handed out and distributed to those you leave behind. Or number two, your state decides who gets everything you own. For the first time ever, you can now take complete and total control of this plan that you've been deprived of for most of your life and generations before you. You can get personalized assistance along the way with a team of specialists whose job it is to make sure you have true peace of mind. It's important to understand that estate planning is a journey and rest assured that our team will be available to you all along the way and at every step. Welcome to eState Plan home of the last estate plan you'll ever need. To learn more, make sure to reach out to your local advisor licensed with us or go to our website for more information. (music) 
Welcome back, Enrichers. Tim James here with my co-host Carter Wilcoxon. And today in the house we have Kim Skirmer. Did mm-hmm. I just say that right? You got it. You got it. Kim, that's awesome. Thanks for being here. Um, you're full of energy. Your your story's pretty cool. Um, I can't wait to talk more about some of the stuff with maybe with your mom later. I don't know what you're gonna ask me when it comes to health, but right now let's just focus on like what you're doing with your coaching practice, who you're helping. Um and um well let me ask you this question. Okay. Why do you think a financial professional should hire a coach? Simple. They're a business owner. Hmm. It it really is interesting. Um, The last part of my, the latter part of my um, corporate career, I did a lot of recruiting, a lot of recruiting. That was a big part of my paycheck and big part of my bonus. Hmm. And I was very successful at it. And my stats were incredible. Um, So the industry stat, if you gentlemen, um, I'm not sure if you know it or not, but only 3%. That's not good. That make it past that from our friends at Limra. Now say and, that again. You kind of oh, cut out. Sorry, cut out, cut out. Cut yeah. out. Um, so yeah, I was. 3%. 3%. So uh, Limra stats are um, 3% make it past two years. Oh, My yeah. stats okay. were 80% made it past two years. So your Wait, coaching, your coaching clients made it, 80% of them made it what, past two years? What, you mean coaching did something? And it was, it was exactly what happened. It was all about coaching. So we brought them into the industry and we had them treat it like a business. And it was conversations right from the beginning of you need to have to have at least six months of capital put aside, right? So that you can make the right decisions, that you can get the right education, that you can set up your processes and procedures and treat this like a true business. And it was that whole conversation about even look at coming into the financial services industries that you just bought into a franchise, so the foundation's there, the work is there, right? But you still got to hire the people. You still got to get the clients to come in or the customers to come in, right? You still have to make investments, but it's probably the, the least expensive or most economical franchise you can ever get into. But it truly was about treating your, your practice as a business because there's all these pieces. So many advisors focus on product, you know, know, being the knower of all of all these products and how it works and the ins and outs and the intricacies and understanding tax and doing all this. And I always want to say, my friend, if you're the knower of all, you're the doer of nothing. 100%, right? So that's why you have wholesalers. That's why you have the tax and state planning specialists. That's why I have companies like Epic that give you legacy planning tools and all this stuff. There's all these tools and all these great resources that you need to leverage as a business owner. And any and every successful business owner has people and points and that they leverage. They cannot do it all themselves. So, you know, big on it. That's a good really, point. Really a financial advisor, hey, if you're listening and you're a financial advisor, which most of you probably are, uh, maybe, I assume so, yeah. um, imagine like running your financial advising business and you also have to run um, a gold and silver mine and you have to create four or five different real estate investment trusts. And, you know, and you need seven mutual funds. You got to create those and run them yourself. I mean, that's kind of the point you're getting at. It's just like simplifying and leverage is everything. So everything that I do now, if I think about a project, I think about how much of my time is that going to take? Because mm-hmm. I only have so much of it. What how can I delegate that? How can I find somebody else to do it 80% as good as I could do it? Yeah. That's helped me out a lot. with that. Well, well it's interesting that uh, you guys are talking about this because I just printed off this article um, and I think I was talking about this maybe in another podcast um, on Monday, even Tim, I'm not sure, but the power of outsourcing investment management, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is from asset Mark. 
right? Mm-hmm. So, so there are there are companies out there that are leveraging leverage essentially, right? So they're mm-hmm. taking they're taking like I mean CSI Financial Group, Epic Services, perfect example of like you can't do all this stuff alone. And and Kim, you said something earlier just just a while ago that I come at this from this philosophy on what you just said. And I say this in my recruiting videos, product is not the unmet need in this industry. It's not. And I don't care if you're the greatest money manager or life insurance salesman, annuity salesman, it doesn't matter. Everybody has the same product. Your clients already know that, right? Mm -hmm. So, so I, in my 20 years now, and, and going back to seven years ago, whenever I started CSI Financial Group, then obviously we just launched Epic about two months ago. But it's like, I asked myself this question, what makes me different? <laughs> right now, if listen to Richards, if you're a financial advisor and you haven't asked yourself that question yet, then here's a couple things. Look up Kim as a coach because she can help you out. Yeah. Definitely come to CSI Financial Group or Epic Services Company to be able to help you on that differentiation. And here's the thing for me, Kim, a little bit of backstory myself, is that what made me unique in the wholesale IMO world is that I actually got bored, mm. right? You're successful. You're at the top. Mm. I got bored not only making my boss a millionaire, but also um, I just got bored with what I was doing because it was monotonous. It was the same thing day in and day out. It's a product, this and product that, and, you know, being a case designer, whatever, whatever, still product. So what I did was I decided to go out into the financial advisory world. Now here was the huge benefit for me. Now I didn't have, uh, you know, the, the wherewithal and understanding I needed a coach, right. But because I felt like I, I knew quite a bit in the industry, but what I did was I, I, because I spent three years prior to launching CSI financial group as an advisor working with an estate planning attorney and understanding the connectivity between estate and financial planning that gave me a unique perspective that most principals of an IMO do not have. Mm-hmm. They haven't sat across the table for Mr. And Mrs. Jones and gone through the illustrations and the whys and, and the hows and in the, you know, the mechanics of these products that we have. Right. Yeah. So, when I launched CSI Financial Group, not only did I ask myself from a wholesale perspective, what makes me different? Because I spent time in the field, I took it one step further and said, okay, how am I going to differentiate the advisor in the field, right? Now, coaching goes a long way in helping what it is that we've done because I, I have said on, on many occasions, you have to have a process. I am process-oriented, process-driven. But by golly, if you're going to tell your clients you have a process, you better by God add one. You better do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so what we up. did, knowing how advisors are in America, I said a question earlier, knowing that they tend to just want to be salespeople, they're not going to take the time to do the coaching. They're not going to take the time to understand the process. So I just recognize and realize, well, shit, I'll just build it. Right? I'll build it. They'll come. They'll, it'll be turnkey and uh, they come in and our enlightened advisors are killing it. Mm-hmm. I have an advisor in Fayetteville, Arkansas that um, 
whenever I first met her. You were so damn excited. I'm sorry. I, had, I don't mean to interrupt, but oh my God, you're so excited about this. And it makes gives me energy. I'm going to come to the U.S. and be in one of your advisors. This is awesome. Sorry. Well, it was well, just, I couldn't what? shut up. No, you know what? And I'm, I'm actually, I'm glad you interrupted me because I could probably go on and on. And I was getting ready to stop, I swear. I was getting ready to drinks beer laced with cocaine. It was, it was just like, wow, that is a whole lot of something. And that's awesome. <laughs> that's who I am, right? Like, actually, yeah. when I met him, when I met him, he's, his, his, his speech was very slurred. He was a hundred pounds heavier. He talked really slow, and then I helped him get his gut cleaned up. And he drinks my greens. That's why he's. Oh, it's. It's. This is it. This is. It. Well, he did it. He drank them every day, and now look at him. He's a, the epitome of health. He looks amazing. He does have a lot of energy. Energized, and that's one of the reasons energized. I to work with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I so, like this guy. He's got maybe even more energy than I do. This is cool. Well, yeah, I, I think, I think you know, we should you keep know. him. You know what's funny about that, Kim, is that, um, and we're going to get back into the, uh, the the approach coaching method here in a second, in Richards. Um, but when I first met Tim, he actually warned me. He goes, he goes, actually, I'm afraid if you start taking my stuff, how much more energy you can have. Well, I think a lot of it's because you're excited about. You get to wake up and you get to go do what you love, and you're love what I do. You're excited because you're yeah. you, you know you can solve people's problems big time and you can change an advisor's life. That's mm -hmm. what it boils down to. Well, exactly. By them doing that, you're actually changing all the people they serve's life, yeah. which is That's really huge. Cool. Yeah, massive waterfall effect. Massive waterfall effect. It's exactly why I do what I do. I, I look at the advisors that I coach, and then I look at the multiplication of all the people we can help. And that is that is some pretty awesome stuff. Like that's powerful. Mm -hmm. So because talk about so so Kim, talk a little bit about that. You know, in in the approach, you know, coaching method. You know, having passion for what it is that you do. Mm -hmm. Right. The old saying: people do business with those that they know, they like, and they trust. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, if you don't have any passion for what it is that you're doing, people are going to be a little leery about what it is. Right. So, mm -hmm. so how does that play into a little bit of the, the of the coaching method? Well, I think it's, <laughs> or is that just born? Is that just, <laughs> just built in you? It's, it is something that um, I definitely was born with, <laughs> I, you know, this, this, this is my DNA. This is, you know, who I am and I could speak to it in so many different ways. Um, but um you know, the approach coaching method came from a place of disruption, right? Most things come from a place of disruption. Like Tim, I read your backstory on your health story and your, your path, right? Like stuff happened, right? Mm -hmm. We, we all, you know, as, as Carter, you just said too, right? You're sitting there going, there's gotta be a better way. I see this. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there with my brown paper. I've got the crayons and I'm drawing pictures. I'm like, this makes sense. There's a better way, right? So there's, there's different coaches out there, as we were saying before, and 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 there's there's all these things you can buy a course for you know two ninety nine. You can you, you know get all these different things and and I remember when I started doing the business plan of you know RST Private Planning Group, right? You know, and, and talking about my life insurance advocacy key part and and I the first intent was to have a coaching program and I would feed my insurance side with my business clients, right, into, into the insurance side and and kind of work it that way. And um, I, I, you know, was looking around, I don't want to rebuild everything. I just finished building a whole coaching program and all that kind of stuff. And I'm going, do I want to do this again? No. How can I align myself? So I went to go align myself with someone and, and it was a big name in the industry, a massive name in the industry. And I, you know, they wanted me as one of their elite executive coaches because they knew my background, they knew my story, they knew my reputation and, and I, and I am results driven. And it's also, I was attracting that part of the clientele that almost every single financial services carrier and distributor wants and that's females right yep. 
we know the stats, right? Only 15% of the industry is full of women. That's it. That's, that's the divide. When we look corporately, it's even different. Right. So they, they thought, you know, bring this big mouth Canadian on board and she's going to help bring the, the women in and and help and embrace it, all that kind of stuff. And as I'm going through the process and I'm seeing what they're doing, you know, they had all these videos and they had all these fill in the blanks and then they would meet once a month and talk for half an hour. And they, everybody that was part of the cohort would get talked to. And people are paying big bucks for this. And I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm definitely not saying wrong. Like that room is full and people are going there. But that's not my thing. Right. Like I, I watched and I'm going, they're facilitating and half the cameras are off or, you know, the guy's looking and, you know, playing on his phone while everyone's talking. And I'm going, this isn't me. And and it rubbed me the long way. And I guess let's keep giving it, you know, keep learning, keep giving it a try. And then it just came a moment where it just hit me. I, I don't like the approach. I honestly don't like this approach at all whatsoever. It's not for me. And, and then I started hearing all this bad talk about coaches, that coaches are a waste of money, that, that, that coaches suck, that this does. No, they don't. Your process of finding and discovering the right coach for you, that's what sucks, right? There really is a coach for every person or every reason or every stage in your, in your, in your, in your corporate life, in your career life, in your business life. There's a different coach. So what makes me special and unique is that I truly, truly approach it from their side. Um, I'm a big believer that coach asks really good questions, a mentor answers really good questions, and a trainer sets up the foundation. And sometimes people confuse that. So my approach is all about peeling back the layers, asking really good questions, and helping people define their success. Because sometimes people just want to be a salesperson. Let them be it. Like That's who you are. You mentioned Tiger Woods. One of my favorite stories I tell is about Tiger Woods, one of my favorite coaching stories, right? When did Tiger Woods start to fail and everything start to fall to shit? Right? He lost he, his coach? He, he was coached to do and act and be a certain way that wasn't true to him. Mm. And that's Tim, important. like that's massively important, especially with athletics or any, anything at all. If you are taught or shown to show up that is not true and authentic to yourself, shit's going to go wrong. Like it honestly is going to. And I remember when I came to Toronto and I, and this is, this is kind of, and it's on my website and it's so big with me when I came to Toronto and I was finding the, you know, the Eastern team Canada crew to come be part of and try out for. And I found the coach and, and this guy's epic. Like this guy, he's so gorgeous, like dances on the water, like just, and you know, I'm watching this. I'm going, I want to be him. I want to be him. So, you know, go and find and try and find the crew to be part of. And I start talking to him and and he, and he looks at me and he says, well, what can I do for you, Kim? And I said, I want to look like you. I want to paddle like you. I want to have the same stroke like you. I want to have the same catch like you. I want to be you. And he said, really? And I said, yeah, I do. Like, teach me, man. Teach me. I'll do anything, you know, kind of thing. And he just said, now, if I did make you a mirror image of me, would I have helped you or would I have failed you? I sat there and went, holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. This is not the majority of the financial services industry, but this is what happens is that we try to emulate and we try to become a mirror image of whoever the big greats may be or who be that we see up on the stage at MDRT that, you know, we see all these places. We try to emulate and be them. You're not them. You will never be them. But what you do need to look at is their process that they apply to get to be that person. Yeah. That's kind of the missing piece. And that's where the approach came from. 
I really like what you said about that because I was thinking back to uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton. Um, he's a cell biologist researcher of 50 years, and he was saying that he went into uh, uh, this doctor or something that was doing muscle testing on him mm-hmm. for different things. And you know that thing where you hold your arm out and then people push it down and do that yeah. kind of stuff? Yeah. And they were doing this, and they said, now say your name is like Phyllis, even though his name's um, Bruce. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, okay, my name is I'm Phyllis. And then he, he tried to resist and his arm just went right down. Yep. He's like, wait a minute. Uh, maybe I wasn't paying attention. Okay. Let's try that again. He goes, now say your name is Phyllis while I'm, you know, pushing her arm down. He's like, his arm just fell down. Mm-hmm. And that's goes to what you were saying. The subconscious mind is processing at a million times faster than the conscious yep. mind. And when you take something in like that, it's almost like um, it disrupts your flow and your power, like literally in a phys- physical manifestation. So 100%. you were saying about Tiger Woods, if he was, they were saying, you do this and you do that and you do this. He, 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 he lost his success. He lost his edge because he wasn't being authentic. Mm-hmm. Really mm-hmm. important. So I think, you know, when I've seen people really successful. If I'm like wanting to do something, I look at, you know, four five, six, seven, ten 10 people in the industry and I just download everything I can from them. I keep what I want. And then I kind of put my own spin on it, and then I just be myself. One hundred percent. Right, and that's that's the way to do it. There's nothing wrong with emulating or modeling people, but you just you have to be authentic. Otherwise, it's just not. That's why I had to leave. I actually, I love I love being a financial advisor up until I didn't. Mm-hmm. When I got into the health industry, and all of a sudden I have to do this. Yeah. And it didn't. Money didn't matter. It didn't matter. I had to follow that authentic self in that path. So I think that's a really good point you brought up. No, well, nothing. you know, and and the king. Right. Arnold Palmer. Yeah. Um, you know, he was famous. He famously said, swing your swing. Right. And, and you know, you, you have a whole bunch of these um, professional golfers or aspiring professional golfers. And I've been around that, you know, world for a long time, uh, being a former caddy and, uh, you know, a pretty decent golfer myself. I'm going to be going golfing today later on. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Um, it's going to get dark. I know. Um, well, I'm, I'm not going to get in, but a few holes, but it's all good. But you know, the, the thing that I've seen, I've seen like these, like these cookie cutter, like everybody's so technical and trying to be technically the exact same way of an Adam Scott or a Tiger Woods that are technically. And, you know, here's the thing. It's kind of like, you know, the six inches between your ears. That's where it all makes a difference in golf. It's that six inches before you hit the ball and after you hit the ball. That's all that matters. That's all the golf swing is, right? So how mechanically sound it looks or whatever, if you try to, but if you can't be yourself in your swing, then forget it, right? You have to be yourself. You can emulate people. Sure. You can, you know, be influenced on how somebody does something. And and Tim, you know, much like you, I've prided myself in trying to find something very special and unique about somebody like, like take one thing from them, but then like you, you put it into your DNA on how you're going to transition that or how you're going to implement that mm. and everything. So anyway, I, I hopefully I'm, you know, reinforcing the point there. Well, Carter, we're coming up on another break, but why don't you ask her um, a really good question about like what she does or something like that? Because I really want to get in, like I, I want to get more nuggets of uh, from her, from Kim. From, from her perspective before we have to switch over to the health stuff. Yeah, well, I, I will. I'm going to, I'm going to ask this question specifically, Kim, you said you work with a lot of American advisors and everything. 
Um, and I know that they can go to your Instagram page and, and find out some stuff and your, and your website. We'll make sure that all that contact information is in there and everything. But how do you, you know, how is it that what you do is a little bit different compared to maybe other coaches? Like what is your main thing and, and what attracts you to those advisors? I'm fluid. I'm really fluid. And it actually comes down to, to my name, everything. There's always a first interview. Um, and that happens. It's kind of like Tim's experience, right? Come, let's, you know, come take a test. Let's figure this out. And I'm a strong believer that everything needs to be mutually beneficial, right? If I don't resonate with you and you don't resonate with me, if I can't see that I cannot help you, I will refer you to someone else. I said no to a $25,000 six month deal today right? Like that's huge. Like that's massive. But I know that my reputation is attached to that outcome that that person was going to go through. And I knew that I wasn't the teacher and they, <laughs> there's a saying, right? When you're ready, the teacher will come, mm -hmm. right? Like I, I'm not the teacher. I, I wasn't that person. So that's number one. That's what makes me different. It's let's, let's get to know each other and let's see if this will work. Right. Cause I, I really get personal. I ask a lot of questions. We look at the layers. We, we look at what is what what is the underlining reason behind this what motivates you what are the what's the right language for you what's your personality style like you know all these things so my approach again it's so funny and also my name comes from a golf too by the way at the green you're approaching the green and also flying the plane so those, that's my other places but anyways um there 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 is just truly this approach that has to resonate with with people and has to mean it has to matter because i don't want to waste my time and i don't want to waste their time but i always start with the unique value proposition. And we talk a lot in the beginning of what do you feel makes you unique? And that's where I start all the time and we build from there. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure that we've got uh, all of your contact information and everything in there. And, and, and again, just cause you're in Canada. Well, actually one last, one other question. Yeah. Don't I remember you telling me that you have advisors that actually come out and you have like retreats or something and i do it's part of you know and it's part of the plan too i've got retreats um that that happen and um being a being an ex-chef uh my food does not suck at all whatsoever <laughs> and i pour a really good mean drink and i know how to make a fire and i and i live in god's country as we were kind of looking and showing and showing you before too right it's beautiful yeah. here right and that's that's a big part of it too is just there's something magical that happens when you get out in fresh air when you take that drive to travel somewhere when you eat some really good food and you sit around a fire you get to that next level and that next layer i love it awesome guys well i think that's a good segue we're going to take a quick break and when we get back kim's going to be on the health seat she'll be able to Ooh. ask me any questions that she desires in the world of health we'll be right back the absolute best for yourself and you want it to be easy that's why we created green 85 it helps with detoxifying the body gently we're proud it's chemical free unlike almost all other supplements you'll find bottom line green 85 will get you healthier we look forward to hearing what green 85 did for you To get this product and our other amazing products, go to chemicalfreebody.com. That's chemicalfreebody.com.
Welcome back, Enrichers. Tim James here with my co-host, Carter Wilcoxon. Today in the house, we've got Tim Skirmer. Kim Skirmer. <laughs> we've got Tim talking about we Kim. Do, we have Tim talking about Kim, Bobby C. Shore. Maybe you should just introduce yourself, Kim. Oh, my God. I, really I'm, I'm amazing. I'm kicking butt. Really I'm making hair. these advisors a lot of money and uh, yeah. giving them a better quality of life and helping their clients retire in style. Okay. So, Kim, this is where we flip the script and... You know, it's the health and wealth podcast. So let's talk about health finally. So what questions do you have for me about anything health related? Or I don't even care, whatever, just any question, whatever you want. Let's go. Whatever I want. Um, so we touched on a little bit that um, I was an athlete. Mm -hmm. So at the wonderful, beautiful age of 42, um, I got a double hip replacement. So first what happened um, then? And it was very interesting. So I think there's couple... running? No, not at all. I hated running because it hurt. And now I know why. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it was just genetics, absolutely genetics, but it's a very interesting question that I, that I, that I kind of want to ask. And it's kind of twofold. So first thing is your advice and what you would say in regards to repetitive injury, uh, when it comes, when people are training or doing anything that way and taking care of their body. And then the other part, because I was so young, it was very hard to get anybody in Canada. Everyone says the healthcare system in Canada is amazing. Mm, I don't know. I was almost ready to go jump on the plane and pay some money in the U.S. to get my hips done. That's how bad it was, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, here I'm just finished going from the Nationals. I was supposed to jump on the plane to go to the world to Italy, and I couldn't go. I said, no, like, I, I just couldn't. Was this for what sport? Uh, I was a paddler, so dragon boating. Oh, yeah, so yeah, canoe, yeah. Paddling. Canoe, right? Um, so it's it's full body movement. So I, I blew and burnt my body out because of repetitive movement. I didn't take care of my core. Uh, I didn't, you know, there's a whole bunch of pieces like that. But in that whole process of when you are wet, ready and, and um, um, trying to get diagnosed or getting someone to help you out because you're so young, um, they put me in a whole bunch of anti-inflammatories, you know, cortisol shots, all that kind of stuff. And that actually gave me Crohn's. So it was really congratulations. Thank you. Yay. Um, so that was a very interesting thing to look at. So I, I'd love you to kind of touch even on that piece to help people understand, because this is I'm very passionate about is about understanding the breaks and things you need to do with the body when it, when you're doing a repetitive sport. And then the other part is being very mindful when you are injured, what some of these anti-inflammatories or all these things that you're popping or putting into your body to get okay. through a phase or a piece because I actually almost died from it. I ended up in the emergency and that's how I found out I got Crohn's and they said two more hours and you know, you would have been not here with us anymore. Wow. So, so did you have, when you had Crohn's, did you, would you, did you, were you like running to the bathroom 20, 30 times a day? No, no, it was blockage. It was so absolutely you were constipated. So yeah. So, and that's, that's how yeah. I got, you know, it was stressful job, stressful, you know, all that kind of stuff, high end corporate job, mm. ending up with a grocery bag of shame. You know, we do that all the time too. Right. And especially in this financial services industry, we don't feed our body the right way. We're going for drinks. We're celebrating. Got we're it. doing all that stuff. Right. So, so yeah, no, it was uh Oh my God, I couldn't stand up. You know what okay. the heck it was. And yeah, ended up in an emergency and it was like, you are so blocked. You almost blew up. Scary yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. So for repetitive motion injuries, athletes are training and training and training and training mm -hmm. and training, and they're trying to improve their times, their scores, their 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 strength, their stamina for the the boxing match or the paddling or whatever. So all of that, the root issue of these repetitive motion injuries is inflammation. That's number one. So the question then is if you have if you're dealing with inflammation here what can you do or what things can you stack together to reduce inflammation So let's just go through a few of these Number 1 
is, uh, you know, by far, um, water. We talk about it all the time. Carter always comes back to water, doesn't it? Water, 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 water. Yes. Clean water. You got to get your water clean and, um, uh, you have to purify that water and you have to re restructure the water, right? So once your water is clean and restructured, that's really good. Kim's back. She popped off and she popped back on. So I'll just Welcome reiterate. To, to I'll reiterate that. So the, I don't know if you heard me, Kim, but it's inflammation. Okay. This is the root cause of these repetitive. You're going to get inflammation when you exercise and work out, especially when you have repetitive motion injuries. So water's number one. We want to start stacking everything we can to reduce inflammation. So as people are noticing, whether you have fibromyalgia or arthritis or you have repetitive motion injuries, you're going to hear these pretty much the same stack that I'm going to, I've given before. So number one is getting pure, clean water. And if you're on city tap water, that water needs to be restructured so it can actually absorb properly because high-pressure pipes in the city make those water molecules too big and they don't go through the intestinal lining well. Your doctor probably didn't talk to you about that. Yep. So getting your water right, boom, number one. Number two, um, grounding or earthing. When, you're, when, you, when you have, you know, people forget that we are nature, okay? And there's still a lot of countries out there where people don't have shoes. They wear bare feet and they have... They have a huge advantage that over us. The earth has a, a field of energy, and that's why when you hold up a compass, the little arrow moves. Well, what's moving it? That's energy. So as soon as your bare skin breaks from the earth, inflammation begins. You don't have the earth's natural charge to charge the cells and to reduce inflammation. That's just how it works. As soon as your bare feet come into contact with the earth, it starts reducing. It's just instant. It re reduces inflammation again. So I've shown this a million times, but I have on my desk right here, this is a pad that is grounded. So every house, commercial and residential, has an uh, iron rod driven down into it, and there's a lead coming, and that's the third prong to the electrical grid, the foundation. So that's the ground, okay? And there's these little mats and pads. I have one down below with my bare feet. Um, I always work in bare feet. Let's see if I can show you guys I got bare feet. And I'm guess what I'm doing? I'm grounding. Hmm. Right, because it comes in, and then I also have it in my bed. You can get pads to lay on, and you can all sleep on these things. Very passive. You purchase these things one time, and you just use them over and over and over. You've now changed your environment to reduce inflammation. That was number two. Okay, number three. Um, so we've got grounding. We'll go to number three. Okay, so number three. Um, I would say you want to. Um, well, we use a product called. Uh, we have a turmeric product called Turmeric 100. This is a major breakthrough in anti-inflammatories. Are you familiar with turmeric root oh, at all? All the time. Every every morning it goes in my smoothie, actually. We teach people to put it into um, uh, food. Yep. You know, uh, when they make juices, to juice the, juice the turmeric root. Yep. Um, we have a product that we have. This has 50 pounds of turmeric root in this little two-ounce bottle. Highly concentrated and micronized, so it's very it's it's so small it's absorbable through the mouth. It doesn't go through the digestive tract. So, one thing I would caution you you brought that up. You said you make smoothies every morning. Mm -hmm. Probably love them. Um, actually, I don't. Oh, you don't. So you just put a bunch of stuff in there that's good for you and move on. I, I do to help myself a little bit with my diet with Crohn's. So you have to be very and again okay. Crohn's it's hard to find a right diet. Blah blah blah. Right, right. So you know, off air we can talk more about this, um, but we can talk about some of it now. It's fine. Okay. So one thing you have to understand, though, is when you use iSpeed Blender, Kim, you are going to, in 90 seconds, you're going to kill 85 to 92% of the nutrition that's in there. 
So I you do something. I do know that. So I have, um, so my juicer, I have a juicer. So I have one okay. of the, the, the angel. So the, the press one, right? Oh, super angel. So, so super angel. That's, that's my juicer. I loved it that's so much. I had one, I had the, one in the apartment. The stainless steel model. It, it is. It's nice. It's nice. <laughs> and I had one at the apartment and I had one here at the, the cottage. So when I do make my smoothie, um, I actually, what I do is I, I because I know what, what it does, right? The really actually does all kind of my yogurt and all that, that vitamins and things like that. I'll kind of put it together and then I'll stir in my greens, my juice. Smart. Okay. That's what we teach, especially with like with our green product here, this green 85, that that's how Carter lost 700 pounds. 712. It's a little good looking. Um, <laughs> We, we teach people not to blend that because you're killing actually the electric, like, yeah. like the electrons literally that are still trapped in it because we sun dried it, air dried it under 110 mm. degrees. So, so anti-inflammatory stuff like that, um, would be, um, turmeric number four. Um, I would say there's, uh, uh, CBDs, but you have to have really good high quality CBD oils. These will help a lot with inflammation. Um, number five, then I would say um, diet, right? What you're eating. You want to eat things that are anti-inflammatory. That would make sense. So staying away from things that are acid-based, right? So dairy products, eating eating less meat and what meat you do eat, making sure that it's super high quality, um, you know, grass-fed, organic, no hormones, no, you know, no, no whatever they put in them. They inject them with all kinds of stuff, antibiotics and, and crazy stuff. Um, and then proper food combining. So are, have you learned about proper food combining? That's, that's my next adventure actually is okay. learning, learning that way. So I have actually have a, on my podcast, the health hero show, I think it's episode seven or nine it's in the very beginning. Just look it up. It's the, called the health hero show. And there's an episode there on proper food combining. There's a whole bunch of them, everything in that. And pretty much in my podcast will pretty much help you. But that was where I would start there. So we want to look at not just what you eat, but in the combinations that you eat it, because if you eat like, you know, some, a lot of people think, well, I, you know, I eat healthy. I eat, I eat uh, salmon and rice. That's healthy, right? Well, if the rice is hundred percent wild rice, yes, not white or brown. We get people off of that and, and we put them on quinoa and wild rice. Um, but in the salmon could be really healthy too. But when you mix a protein like salmon with a starchy carb, even the wild rice, that's improper food combining. It's going to create over 123 chemicals in the digestive tract and slowly erode those intestinal villi and basically cause gut rot. That's what's happening. So if you're going to have the salmon, have a small amount and have it with a whole bunch of vegetables. If you're going to have the rice, have it with vegetables, but never mix those two together. And if you're a plant-based or vegan, if you have a nut butter sandwich, the nut butter has protein in it, the sandwich is a starchy carb. That's still the same thing. 123 chemicals, gut rot, um, gas bloating, impaction. These things are going to happen, right? The other thing um, in that diet thing that I would say is like, you know, cooked foods uh, have not been our friend. Um, I had leaky gut syndrome. My gut was completely jacked up 11 years ago. I was bleeding rectally uh, when I pooped and it wasn't uh, the best life. I mean, it was a very painful process to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So I've been able to heal all that up. Um, and, you know, a lot of it's, um, st- you know, staying away from these fried foods, mm. right? Fried Can't foods. touch it. Can't touch it anymore at all. Yeah, any of that stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, you can also get allergy testing. So those are some of the things in the diet. Now, another thing that we do that's not so much inflammation-based, but it does help, 
is flax water. Have you added flax water to your lifestyle? No, I have not. This is one of the cheapest, amazing gastrointestinal healing things that I could share with you. We have, it's part of our coaching program, actually. So if you come in and we would have you on, we would have you taking uh, flaxseed water. So what you do is um, you, you, you take a gallon glass jar and you put about one part uh, flax seeds <clears throat> and then you put five parts water, four to five parts oh. water. Yeah, but not one like that. You'd want it to be um, with a big open mouth on it. Yeah. Stir it up, put it in the refrigerator, and then go to bed. Wake up in the morning, stir it again, and let the seeds settle. And it'll create this mucolaginous gel as the seeds are – they create this gel. And then you pour it through a strainer into like a um, two-quart mason jar and strain the seeds out. You definitely don't want the seeds to come in because the seeds can get stuck and cause an infection, like with colitis and Crohn's and – diverticulosis diverticulitis all these gut issues just stay away from the seeds you got to be careful too like if you had a hamburger with sesame seeds in the bun that could be a big problem for you Mm -hmm. right so strain the seeds now you got this water and then just take the seeds that are left fill up the water back up stir it put it back in the fridge and then repeat that process morning and night that that one batch of seeds will last you three to five days depending on the quality of the seeds and the temperature of the refrigerator you'll get loads and loads of this flax water this mucolaginous gel water that you can that will heal, help to heal your gastrointestinal tract. It's yeah. also a great, great foundational, um, uh, you know, people are always looking for good quality fatty acids to help build the cell membrane and the, yeah. and the cellular level and for joints and stuff. Tremendous, absolutely tremendous. So you can drink it. Um, you can add lemon or lime to it and drink it. You can, some people, what they'll do is we'll have them take a glass jar and mix up normal water, you know, just go to clean water with the green 85, shake it up. And then add the flax water to it later and then shake it up and drink it because the flax water is very thick and heavy. Mm-hmm. It's got the fat in it kind of. That's why it's kind of a gel water. Yeah. And the greens doesn't mix that well with it. So we mix it with water first and then add the gel water and mix it that way. And then it works really well. But you want to consume about uh, 10 to 12 ounces of this water two to three times a day. Mm. Tremendous, tremendous, tremendous. And it's going to cost you pennies. This is some of the best medicine on the planet. This is where it's like food is medicine. Versus food is toxic poison. Uh, that would be like having a ho-ho or a ding-dong, right? Or having orange juice, right? People think that's healthy because they, they have it on all the movies and stuff. Oh, I'm having my orange juice and my bacon and eggs and stuff. No, yeah. it's acid, 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 acid. That's all. You- now Tim glitched out. <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was me again. <laughs> no, it's not you. Tim, Tim actually glitched out, which is interesting. Yeah. Because he never glitches out. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's having the tech problems today, man. Percentage of your food by weight is uncooked or unprocessed. Oh, you glitched out, man. Yeah, so what, what percentage of your food by weight is uncooked, raw, unprocessed food? A lot of my food is is raw. The only time I eat a cooked meal is usually dinner time. Okay. So do you notice that raw foods give you trouble or cooked foods give you trouble? Um, it's depending on what type of food it is. Um, but, but generally, generally raw feels better, which is interesting because most people with Crohn's can't eat, can't, can't, um, 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 digest raw as as well. But that's not, that's actually, um, true, but it's not true. So at the Hippocrates Health Institute, it's hundred percent raw living foods and over 50% of the food by weight there is sprouted meaning it's alive when you eat it it's not mm-hmm. just the food in your life it's the life in your food that's their motto so mm. what the reason why people have trouble digesting raw and living foods in the beginning 
is because you've been eating cooked food your whole life. Mm. So cooked foods is like there is no resistance, okay? So your stomach and your digestive tract has atrophied because it hasn't had any resistance. There's nothing there. It's just this sloppy goop that's going through us basically because it's been cooked and denatured, right? And and, and that's just the way it is. I mean, 50% of proteins, like in meat as an example, are coagulated, completely unusable, and the body. So just that alone, 50% of what you're eating meat-wise is wasted when it's cooked. Mm. That's just the way it is, right? This was out of the Max Planck Institute in Germany. So we know these things. So when you're looking at um, raw foods, what happens is, is that when you start putting raw foods into your diet, it's like, imagine you're doing bench press and you're lifting bench press your whole life with a broomstick. There's no resistance. You're not going to really build strong chest muscles. And all of a sudden I put 225 pounds on. You're like, whoa, shit, this is hard. This is really difficult. And then you do it a couple of times. And if you can, and then you fall off the bench because you can't lift it. And, and then you hurt yourself. That's when people go all raw. If they don't have a pro plan which I'll give you in just a second because the, the digestive tract has atrophied. Okay. So when that happens, what we teach people that are at home that don't go to an institute, it's just to bump it up 10% more raw and hopefully sprouted living foods than they're currently eating. And, and then here's the key. You chew your food really, 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 really well. This is number one, muy importante. Okay. Mm -hmm. You got to chew that food really, really well. Number two is you take digestive enzymes with your meal. Very important because the digestive enzymes are going to be like the spotter. They're assisting you as you put more weight on the bench press, as an example. They're going to help you when you're struggling a little bit to get that food processed. And especially if you're having you know, heavy-duty, you know, like cooked meals that are super heavy, like around Thanksgiving or something like that. Just throw a couple enzymes in. So this is the reason why people are having a hard time going. They go raw, and they're like, it's not working. I've got gas and bloating. Raw is terrible. No. Your digestive tract is atrophied, and you need to rebuild it. And that rebuilding takes a two to th it's a two to three year process to rebuild your gut. So when people, dang it, it was so good. He was right. It was, it was going so well. I know it was go. It was going to be golden. Yeah, is what it was going to be. So, oh, even more suspense. People yeah. have Crohn's driving engine of your life is already compromised, right? Did you guys get all that? No. What I was saying is, is that people that have digestive tract issues, it's their, their digestive tract, the driving engine of their life is already compromised. Mm -hmm. That's why it actually takes longer sometimes for this to heal than somebody that has cancer. Yeah. It's a two oh, to three year period, but it's okay because what this means is you just change your lifestyle. And as you change the lifestyle, you'll slowly start healing and feeling better. And then two, three years from now, if you follow the process, you can heal yourself, right? So chewing your food is uh, muy importante and very important. Number two, you want to take digestive enzymes with your meal um, when you're eating. And then, and then we also do some other things. We have people do breath work before they eat to calm down, to get out of fight or flight mode and get into rest and digest mode. That's very important before you eat. And then the other thing is um, avoiding liquids with meals. When you drink liquids with meals, you're actually going to dilute the digestive enzymes. You work very hard to do when you chew your food really well, and you're going to go right back to fermentation and gut rot. So stop drinking liquids an hour before you eat and wait two hours after you're done eating and then start drinking liquids again. 
these little hacks that I gave you are going to uh, give you a tremendous amount of help on your gut. And um, as far as the repetitive motion stuff, you know, the inflammation, it's water, grounding, turmeric, CBDs, green products like we have, uh, the Green 85, the diet, of course, and then we believe in saunas. And if, mm. if, you, don't have a, if you don't have an infrared sauna, uh, you're really missing out. Um, we've, you know, I've been a sauna dealer for nine years, and there's a link you can go to. Just go to uh, thehealthysauna.com. And we actually have uh, a, a connection with like the best saunas in the world. And they're like, literally they broke a natural law. Hmm. Like remember I, I brought up Max Planck Institute. Yep. They're the ones that discovered the proteins coagulating. Well, Max Planck was genius. He also discovered uh, Planck's law, which is a natural law. This sauna company actually broke a natural law. They're able to deliver 98% pure infrared uh, directly um, through these computer processors in their units and, I it's the only sauna that I recommend now and I've sold another company that's awesome for nine years but this little sauna it's a third of the cost it's 33 pounds it's very small you can take it with you it's awesome and it's six to nine times better than these big box saunas as far as the healing capabilities because it can actually raise your core temperature like two to three times more than these other saunas it's profound so when you can raise the vibrational frequency of your water molecules and your blood molecules you'll be able to shrink them, actually get them out into uh, really tiny capillaries that they haven't been before. It rejuvenates skin. Mm. It takes oxygen and nutrients to the same way internally to organs. And talk about inflammation reduction, ridiculous. Mm. So for me, I'll just give you an example. We'll wrap up. I trail run. I trail run really, really hard once a week. And on my knees, I'm 48 years old. They were still inflamed even though I eat alkaline and do all this stuff. When I started taking my turmeric product, I could do it twice a week. When I started doing the sauna with it i can run every day now i have no inflammation hmm. so athletes you get you get prepared to have a whole new quality of life and you can actually i don't want to say this but you can actually train more <laughs> and have way less inflammation and you know that's important for people if you have an advantage for training you can get better and better and better before your event so hmm. anyway hopefully that helps you that's a whole bunch but um i know that you can uh, you're going to probably implement a lot of that no, it's amazing. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. I really do. Yeah. I appreciate and if you it. want like a private one-on-one -on -one consultation, you just go to our website and click on the hire a coach button at chemicalfreebody.com and fill out a health history form and book a free consult. Awesome. Thank you. Any other questions about health or? Oh, I could talk to you guys forever actually. So, so I'll, I'll stop it there, but no, that was okay, fantastic. Cool. I, I think um, you guys are kind of stuck with me. You really are. There's there's so much more I think we need to talk about. And um, anyways, mm -hmm. I enjoy it. So thank you. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you coming on. And we really appreciate you putting on those cool earrings too, those triangle oh, things. Those you. are really thank awesome. You. Thank you. Pretty nice. No, where you get those? What'd you say? I said, where'd you get those, Kim? Girlfriend made them. No, yeah. I knew something was special. Yeah, no. No, they are wood. Yep. She, yeah, so they're super light, right? Yeah, That's they're nice. super light. They're Well, and it's also too, it's, it's the... You can tell when someone's been speaking for a long time or, or has spoken before too, right? It's the whole thing of, and when you're a woman, there's two things you have to watch out is what earrings you wear and what kind of necklace you have on. Because mm -hmm. it's so funny when you speak, like it clinks and clunks, right? Because it, yeah. it picks up on the mic. So, you know, it's the light. These are my, my earrings that I, you know, I have a, a drawer of earrings that I wear when I speak. So it doesn't click. Awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on. Look forward yeah. to more conversations with you. Me too, guys. Me too. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt about it. And um, Tim, you know what I was just thinking, and, and we'll let the enrichers go here in just a second. What I was just thinking is, 
how cool would it be to have like a dual coaching like of advisors right like we could have you coming on we can have kim coming on and you guys can talk about your coaching and we can invite a whole bunch of advisors that we have to come on to like in you know instead of instead of us just three doing this podcast right now we can actually talk about and invite a whole bunch of advisors to come in which is sort of what we're doing with the podcast but i was just thinking that would be great to actually have a coaching session with our health coach and our business refinement coach i don't know if that's proper this is exactly as we would have a summit yeah summit like and it's exactly my my retreat so it's it's kind of funny you know tim as i'm writing things down and i'm thinking like i bring experts in because it all makes sense and it and they all are so related of processes yeah. of health yep. of, of 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 purpose all these things you, you have to look at a ball as one whole piece yeah carter we can do that yeah. um just let me know and i'll be there <laughs> <laughs> yeah same thing it's like if you have a summit and you want me to come on and speak or talk or do a segment, I'm, I'm down for that. No problem. And it's really cool because, you know, I was a financial advisor, so yeah. I know their life. I know what's going on inside and out, the before, the after, the dinner class, you know. The, oh, when I say the grocery of bag of shame, man, when I totally say that, we, we, we all know it. We, we yep. honestly all yep. know it. And yeah. uh, unfortunately, a lot of the advisors are, you know, they're overweight. They want to change, but they don't know how and they're just busy and. And a lot of stress is getting them. So we'll help them. We'll help them with the stress and and yeah. and and show them, give them some strategies to mitigate that and get their health back and make it easy for them. How's that sound? That sounds that sounds awesome. Uh, yeah. Hey, look, Enrichers, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Health and Wealth Podcast Show. Now, make sure if you want to be able to go and check out all of our previous recordings, you can go to our website at www.thehealthandwealthpodcastshow.com. You can also like, share, and subscribe at wherever you get your podcasts at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google. And you can also check us out on our YouTube channel if you want to see what we look like whenever we're doing these podcasts. So for our guest today, Kim Skirmer of the Approach Coaching Method, I want to thank you very much for coming on. And my esteemed co-host, Mr. Chemical Free Body himself, Tim James. I'm Carter Wilcoxon, CEO and founder of CSI Financial Group and the architect of the Advisor Partner Platform. Thank you all for coming and listening to us today. And until next time, live a great and abundant life and may all the wealth and health come your way. Kim, thank you again for coming on the show today. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank Absolutely. you. Thanks, everybody. Okay. Bye-bye. Hey, Enrichers. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Health and Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Carter Wilcoxon. And I'm your host, Tim James, and by God, we are committed to helping you guys have fat wallets, flat bellies, so tune in again for another episode and make sure to like, share, and drink a lot of water. Or beer. You have just listened to the Health and Wealth Podcast with Carter and Tim. 